This is I Am Change Podcast. We must get people to connect more with this idea. Vulnerable children are going to be the most hard hit by this pandemic. I'm just going to write myself. I'm going to make sure I direct. I have seen how words move people to action. IIC Podcast hopes to inspire you to live more consciously and be the change the society needs. I think the most important thing is self-reliance. Sit down and look at your processes properly. I'm your host, Koride Aziz. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Mother Theresa. Don't ever diminish the power of words. Words move hearts and hearts move limbs. Hamza Yusuf. I say that violence has no religion. Violence has no religion. I repeat that three times, violence has no religion. I say it's a personality disorder. So next time you see a brother hitting a woman, be a Muslim, be a Jew, be a Christian alike, don't judge them as people of faith. Judge them as individuals, judge him as a man. There is no denying that the words we speak in our minds, read in books, say to others or write with our pens can have a profound effect on us and others around us. One art form born out of the incredible power of words is poetry. When you take the words off a page and perform them in front of an audience, the additional element of the performer's passionate rendition, facial expressions and body language can produce an even more profound impact on audiences. Do you have important things to say and powerful messages to share? Are you an aspiring poet or wish your words could have more of an impact on others? In this episode, I have a chat with Mariam Bukar Hassan, also known as Alhan Islam, about what she does as a performance poet. She has performed at major festivals and events, including the RK Arts Festival and the Kaduna Book and Arts Festival. She shot into the limelight after she released a video of her poem on domestic violence titled Violence Has No Religion. Alhan Islam is also the founder of Dean at Heart, an organization that focuses on the moral re-engineering of young people. Mariam, you're welcome to I Am Change podcast. It's really lovely to have you on. Thank you for having me. So first off, I want to know, how did you get the name Alhan Islam and what does it mean? Um, so Alhan means melody and Islam means peace. But I, I just added Islam to the name, but Alhan on its own means melody. And um, the story behind the name is in two places. The first is when I was in school, there was Fatima Ali Baba and there was Maryam Adamu. And there was this Barbie cartoon that we watched. And then one of them, her name was Melody. And then they started to call me Melody. And then they were Alexa and the other one, I can't remember her name. But basically, it came from a cartoon and then that lady could sing. And at that time, I used to rap. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, they would call me Melody and I decided to change it to Arabic. So, yeah. All right. That's nice. And it worked out perfectly. Right. Yes, it did. <laughs> so from the bio on your website, you mentioned that you started writing early. How old exactly were you when you started writing? Um, 
I think eight years old, yeah. But then at that point in time, I didn't know what I was writing. But I officially found myself at 13. When you say you officially found yourself, what does that mean? I officially figured out what I was doing was poetry and also um, noticed the potential, the potential of the power of what I was doing at 13. So I believe that words are very powerful. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes, I do. Why do you think that is so? Why do you think the words that we write or speak have such a powerful impact on people? I would say because when you look at the Bible or you look at the Quran, those are words, yeah? Yeah. And then they have direct impact on most people on how they act and how they carry themselves. And then none of us has seen Jesus or Moses or Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but we believe in them, we have faith in them from the words that have been left behind and the stories that we have been told. So almost, if not everything we know, come from stories. Mm. And so words are used to convey those stories. And so that is the power of words. Apart from using that as an example, being a poet, I have seen how, how words move people to, to action and actually also changing mindsets and in the moral engineering of, of an individual. Can you give us a specific individual of that, of how maybe one of your poems or your poetry has affected someone to the point that it took action? One of my favorite um, experience, I would say, is a man who sent an email from Meduguri and he said when he watched the video, Violence Has No Religion, which was a, a poem on sexual and gender-based violence, he said he stopped hitting his, his wife. Mm, wow. And how did he feel when he told you that? I felt like a hero. I, I felt incredibly amazing because... For once, you know, at, at that time, I didn't exactly know how powerful it could be or how it could create a shift. So him being the first person coming up and saying, you know, this is what your work has done. That made me want to do more and more and more. Mm, amazing. Amazing. When you perform poetry, there is something about it. There's something about your performance that just draws me in. What would you say that comes from? I mean, what allows you to pass your message across so effectively? I think I would say it comes from the passion and also how important you take whatever it is that you do or how close to home those issues can be. And um, sometimes, to be honest, I don't even know how I get so immersed in my performance. But um, again, I would say it's probably because these are um, issues that are close to home. And it's, it's amazing when you have the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and portray that emotion. Mm. I mean, we talked about you when you started writing poetry earlier. But when did the performance part of it start and how? It started when I was 16 years old. Um, one of the pieces that I wrote, the first one, which was the violence has no religion when my mom um, saw it and she said, you know what, we have to make a video. And I was really shy to make a video because I didn't know what that would even mean. So um, she asked us to make a video of it. And then I later agreed and then we made a video of it. And that's how it started at 16. Because I'm sick and tired of hearing that question pop up. When a man hits a woman, what religion is he? Does violence have a religion? Because I ain't see it in no scripture, brother. I ain't see it there. Real men don't hit women. So pull yourself together, brother. Pull yourself together. Be patient. 
Because patience is, is strength in real men. I know we can be a lot of work sometimes, but we were created from a piece of a curved bone. When you try to straighten it, we will break. So be patient with us, brother. Be patient. The first poem, Violence Has No Religion, would you say that that first poem you did has influenced the kind of poetry you continue to do? Well, not exactly, because to be honest, I, I love to see myself as a voice for whatever topic or whatever issue. So the only thing that it has made me um, to do more is to be more intentional in terms of issues I would like to take on. But um, not exactly just focusing on women or um, 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 sexual and gender-based violence, but rather um, spreading my, my tentacles to actually touching on other topics. So I like to consider myself as a voice and not just um, a poet who focuses on one area of activism. Mm, all right. Um, seeing as you started young, was there any point where you felt maybe nervous or shy about putting yourself out there and putting your work out there and maybe even a bit afraid that you might get some negative feedback? I think almost, if not all the time, I do feel that way. But again, if it doesn't make you afraid, it's not worth it. And you just have to do it afraid. Hmm. So for a young person who wants to do what you do, performance poetry, what um, advice would you give them so that they can overcome those inhibitions they have, whether it's shyness or whatever? First of all, you have to know that um, whatever it is that you're about is bigger than who you even think you are. If you feel that you want to do this, then you just have to go ahead and do it. And you shouldn't let anything stop you um, because most times our purpose is way bigger than us. And if we tend to just give in to those fears, those insecurities, you will never know how much greatness is in you. And so it's a first step to finding out your greatness. And then that would help you to become self-aware. And then you in turn now start to be more intentional and deliberate on things that you do. But the first step is always necessary. And if you're afraid, then you need to do it afraid. So the most important thing is to have a goal that's bigger than yourself and to keep your eyes on the goal, right? Yeah. All right, brilliant. So other than being a performance poet, you are an entrepreneur, you're an MC. I've seen your show on YouTube, The Ramadan Show. I mean, you seem to do a lot. How do you combine everything you do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest, I just take it as it comes, but I, I, I do navigate myself um, very well to make sure that I'm not feeling out of what exactly it is that I want, be it um, feeling a gap or just um, pursuing my passion. I make sure that I am in sync. So it's, it's not like I'm, I'm being pulled in so many different directions because if you look at everything that I do, it is related one way or another. So I think with that mindset, it's easy. It, it makes it easier for me to do what I do. But does it get overwhelming sometimes? Definitely it does. It does. There are days that I cry and I don't want to even wow. get out of bed. So how do you cope during that. those times? Well, I, I speak to myself and I say that, you know what, you have to do what you have to do. But but there are days that I really, really get tired and actually I, I zone out. I just leave it for a while. So it's okay to rest. So long as you're not stopping, it's okay to rest. 
All right. So I know you have one album out in the heart of silence. Can you tell us a bit more about it? I mean, what's the central message of it? In the heart of silence basically touches on a lot of issues. So I think in a nutshell, what I can say about in the heart of silence is that that is the definition of being a voice for different issues because because each poem is is a different issue entirely. So for, for yeah. those of us who would like to get our hands on the album, where can we get it? You can get it from uh, Terbia store at um, Wusetsu Valentine Street. Okay, okay. And do you have any plans to release another album soon? Yeah, I do. I recently released um, two of my books. So I do have a plan on releasing um, another album very soon, inshallah. Okay, okay. We'll be looking forward to that. So, yeah. Now, I'm curious about what influences your style and all of that. Do you have any favorite poets? Um, I would say Bash Amunemi, Titi Lopez Onoga. I would also say Laboyari. I would also say my mother. Um, even though she wasn't exactly a performance poet, but um, she would direct my stuff and how I would deliver. And she put me on that pace. Brilliant. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um, have you ever gotten negative feedback on your poetry? Oh, yes, I have. And um, I still am getting that. But then um, if there's one thing I know about me is I, I wouldn't let you project nothing onto me that is not directed to making me do better, but rather it is meant to to belittle me. I wouldn't let that, you know, affect me in any manner. But when you drop a negative comment and it is seen as something that I need to improve on in order to be better, then that's a different case. But, you know, there are always going to be people saying negative stuff about you. I'm trying to make you feel horrible and bad. But then, what can you do? It's always going to come. You just ignore and move on. You said when you were starting, especially when you started performance poetry, your mom supported you. She was the one who said even that you should, that you needed to record that video. Yeah. But was everyone else, you know, really enthusiastic about what you were doing at that time when you were just starting? No, no, no. Um, my dad, I would say, wasn't. And um, he totally didn't even like the idea because all he felt was, oh, what's even the point of that, you know? What, what possible impact can you make with that? And there was a lot of... Um, mocking me and stuff like that but because my mom stood for me i felt like nobody else's opinion did matter at that time hmm. and still till date i still feel that way so i would say that's still my drive to just focusing on my work and not what other people think or say this is my this is my own um purpose and i'm embarking on it and if you're not okay with it that's fine hmm. I feel like you were you were even lucky to have at least your mom who was rooting for you because a lot of people yeah. might not be that lucky to have any kind of support at all. So for someone like that, for yeah. a young person, for a young lady um, who wants to get into performance poetry but she doesn't have anyone at all supporting her, what would you say to her? What I would say to that person is that, first of all, just realize that your purpose is bigger than any other person and then when you, when you follow your passion and you're doing what you feel is right and it's actually impacting the society in a positive way, other people would fall in line. Don't worry because the truth is it's more like a blind person, yeah? You don't expect a blind person to see what you're seeing. But if if you can do it and then, you know, 
you pull them to touch it and now they're seeing it they will believe it and it's okay nobody owes you any belief in you and i think that's that's where some of us get it wrong we feel like people must believe in us nobody has to believe in you nobody owes you nothing but you owe yourself to believe in yourself and once you understand that then your perception would change so you have to do it for you and it's okay yes you're going to feel bad because maybe you're expecting this person to actually be there for you and they're not there for you it's really okay it's because they are blind and you're the only person seeing what you're seeing mm, that's really powerful so for a young person male or female who would like to get into performance poetry maybe they feel that they have a powerful message they want to share with the world how would you recommend they start what should they do first put your work out there just put it out there whatever little outlet you have put it out there it just needs to get out there and do not underestimate having just one like or two likes or three likes all you need is just that right like that's it that right like that right here and that's it okay so do you think poetry is an innate talent or do you think it's something that can be developed it can be developed when you when you have it as a talent it, it's beautiful but even at that talent if talent doesn't um work hard then skill beats talent but when talent works hard and then you turn it into a skill that makes it more gorgeous but that doesn't mean that other people can't learn it and that they cannot surpass talent it's a, it's in how serious you take what you do and how ethical you are all right so if i want to learn as much as i can about poetry or i want to become a performance poet um are there any resources you can recommend yeah first i do have a tutoring um a virtual tutoring center which is um alhan islam tutoring center and then recently we are going into a partnership with world of nol academy so it will no longer be virtual it will be a physical one and then also you can read and you can take courses online there are poetry courses online okay are there any particular books or um, courses you would say we should start from i prefer physical learning here yeah? so for me what i was doing was when i do go to akia festival there are workshops that you can attend there because they bring in um poets spoken word performance artists and you can actually learn um you know one on one with them and i prefer that so yes i know there are courses online to be honest but i cannot exactly recommend much because i am more of a hands on person so maybe they should try to attend the you know kaba fest akia fest lagos international poetry festival Oh okay okay so you've been doing this for some time now would you say you have found your calling yes i would say i have and i mean i've if, been doing it for 10 years now well 10 years that's a long time but if there was anything yeah. else in the world that you would love people to know you for other than poetry what would that be <laughs> tea tea oh yes you have a tea brand i remember yeah. mhm a tea connoisseur okay so that okay brilliant so are you currently reading anything right now any book um not exactly to be honest i have finished reading it which is um um there's a lunatic in every town by bash amunemi which is a poetry collection but i finished reading it just finished it like a week ago and what was your favorite thing about that book um akwanga the poem on akwanga that's my favorite <laughs> okay all right that's fine Do you have something important to say? What's stopping you from speaking up and sharing your thoughts? Are you shy? Afraid maybe? Don't be. Remind yourself that your purpose is bigger than you. 
You never know whose life might change because you shared a message they needed to hear. And now, our quotes of the week. It's only after you have stepped outside your comfort zone that you begin to change, grow, and transform. That one is by Roy T. Bennett. Thank you for listening. IAC Podcast is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Twitter, we are at IAC underscore podcast. On Facebook and Instagram, we are at I Am Change Podcast. Share this podcast with your friends and please rate IAC Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. That way, more people can find us. Until the next episode, continue to be the change you want to see. I am Koridi Aziz.